Hitman on the cloud, WWE plans for 2021, Zack Snyder says strap in, it's four hours long, Sony has a new studio, and Rockstar developers are going to make AI eventually own and control us via GTA. This is DBN News for 118-2021. Before we start, if you'd like to support the podcast even more, the DBN Patreon has launched at patreon.com slash dadsbeardsnerds. Sign up today for some awesome rewards with tiers ranging from 3 to $30. We're not trying to break your bank, but rather give you an option to support us further. Once again, that's patreon.com slash dadsbeardsnerds. Now, let's get to the news. First, it's from IGN, written by Adam Bankhurst. Hitman 3 Cloud version coming to Nintendo Switch this month. Hitman 3 Cloud version for Nintendo Switch will be released on January 20th, 2021. The same day as PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, XS, Xbox One, PC, and Google Stadia. Announced on Twitter by IO Interactive, Hitman 3 Cloud version is the exact same version as the other platforms, but is a cloud-based version that requires a persistent internet connection. So there you go, we're going to get another... I like that Nintendo is allowing some of the developers to do this, and I feel like it's, it's kind of them testing the waters on streaming games as well. I haven't heard anything bad about the control, how the way control streamed. So hopefully this is leading to something more, little by little, gradually building up to it. Second is from IGN and written by Matt Fowler. WWE announces WrestleMania plans for 2021 and beyond. Originally, WrestleMania 2021, aka WrestleMania 37, was to take place in Los Angeles. But now with the COVID crisis still raging, plans have changed once again. The company has announced that Mania 37 will take place over two nights, April 10th and April 11th, at the venue that was ditched last year, Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay. WWE also announced that WrestleMania 38 in 2022 will take place on Sunday, April 3rd at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, the site of 2016's WrestleMania 32. And furthermore, WrestleMania 39 in 2023 will happen on Sunday, April 2nd at SoFi Stadium and Hollywood Park in Inglewood, California, which was the site originally planned for this year's WrestleMania. No word yet on what attendance is expected to look like for this year's Mania at Raymond James Stadium, which can hold 65,000 people. Will WWE run at half or less capacity for the sake of fans' safety, or will it try and fill up the arena? Like last year, plans could change as we get closer to the event. And WWE's Tropicana-filled Thunderdome in Tampa Bay, where they've been filming weekly Raws and SmackDowns, could be a last-minute switch. I doubt they're going to go full capacity. I just is going to make them look bad if they do. They'll probably go half capacity or quarter capacity. But I would like to see WrestleManias go back to arenas with that crowd. There is something magical about that that air and everybody running off that same energy. Third is from IGN and written by Adele Anchor. Zack Snyder seemingly confirms Justice League will be a four-hour movie. Zack Snyder has implied that his version of Justice League will be released as a four-hour movie instead of the four-part miniseries announced previously. What's on HBO Max screenshotted an exchange between Snyder and a fan, which occurred during a Q&A session on Snyder's Vero account, where the director appeared to confirm that his Justice League cut would be released as a one-shot movie when it premieres on HBO Max in March, as opposed to the limited multi-part series that was announced at DC Fandom last summer. While many have interpreted this to mean that the four-part miniseries has been scraped in favor of a four-hour movie, it's possible Snyder is indicating that all four-hour-long episodes will drop simultaneously, giving viewers the option to watch the Snyder cut in one continuous block, rather than splitting it up and releasing the episodes one by one as part of a schedule. Uh, IGN did uh, contact Warner Brothers for clarification. I kind of, I like both. 
I think both have their perks, both have their, you know, the pros and cons. I do like the fact that they would just drop it as as one big movie or all four parts at once for people to watch at their leisure. I hope that they don't do kind of like what WandaVision is doing or the Disney Plus series. I feel like that works for them because they're smaller chunks or these 30 to 45 minute chunks. But I feel for a four hour miniseries or movie series, you kind of, I feel like it would work better if they just dropped it all at once. Fourth is from IGN, written by Matt Perslow. This one's a bit of a read as well as fifth, but let's get into it. Sony's new San Diego team is working on existing franchises. PlayStation's new San Diego-based studio is working to expand upon existing franchises, according to the LinkedIn profile of the studio's former head. Michael Mumbauer worked at PlayStation as studio head until November 2020. In the segment of his profile detailing his work with the new San Diego team, Mumbauer writes, His latest achievement is having built a brand new all-star AAA action-adventure development team for PlayStation. Based in San Diego and utilizing proprietary engine technology, this team was assembled to expand upon existing franchises and craft all new stories for the next generation of gamers. As to what those existing franchises could be, there have been rumors for a while that PlayStation has been working on a partnership with Naughty Dog to continue the Uncharted series. Nothing official is available to confirm that this new development team is working on an Uncharted game, but there is an unusual and interesting wrinkle. In the featured section of Mbauer's LinkedIn profile, between videos of a keynote presentation and GDC talk from him, is a video from YouTuber Robin Gaming about Sony secretly creating a studio to make Uncharted 5. The featured second or section of a LinkedIn profile is filled in by the profile owner themselves, and so this Uncharted 5 theory video has been purposefully placed there by Mumbauer. This is, of course, by no means an official confirmation of the rumor, but is an interesting detail all the same. As for this new develop or this new development team, it should not be confused with San Diego Studio, Sony's first party development house that has spent much of its lifetime dedicated to creating installments of MLB The Show. Instead, this new San Diego Studio. Uh, based studio is now assembly is now is a new assembly that is yet to be officially announced. So many words, they're hard. This would be cool though. I mean, to work on existing franchises. <clears throat> I like the fact that they they kind of want to keep those franchises going while letting the original developers move on to new themes without the worry of having to keep making the same thing over and over and over again or sequels over and over and over again. And last is from IGN, written by Matt Purcell. This one's a doozy, so get ready, but it's a good one. Rockstar developers patent new NPC tech potentially for GTA 6. A patent filed by Take-Two Interactive details a new Rockstar-developed system for managing NPC navigation with details explicitly referring to vehicle road routes and behavior. The patent application entitled System and Method for Virtual Navigation in a Gaming Environment was filed by Rockstar parent company Take-Two in October 2020 and was recently discovered by Reddit users. The system described within it has developed or was developed by Rockstar's lead AI programmer Simon Parr and David Hind, Rockstar's Associate Director of Technology. This new system is designed to create a realistic virtual world that is not limited by hardware and software limitations, which is a response to conventional systems that are unable to produce the kind of NPC behaviors players expect within the limits of current processor and memory bandwidth. This is specifically in relation to traffic behavior, the patent details, boats, cars, and drivers throughout. The system outlined would result in a more realistic and immersive simulation of traffic. Of particular note is that the system means each NPC can define its own speci or specific characteristics for traversing the road nodes. Those characteristics include understanding acceleration, braking time and distances, top speeds, and cornering speeds. NPCs and AI systems would be able to use these characteristics to generate more lifelike drivers on the road of a video game world. 
Without jumping to concrete conclusions, it is possible that a system designed by rockstar programmers for a vehicular traffic system could be for Grand Theft Auto 6. But of particular note is a line of the patent that explains the system is for virtual navigation and management of objects in a multiplayer network gaming community. If the system has been designed for a multiplayer game, it raises the question of if Grand Theft Auto 6 will be an online experience. Alternatively, perhaps this system has been built to be implemented into GTA Online. The details refer to Xbox One and PS4 consoles rather than the next-gen machines that GTA 6 would presumably be released on. Additionally, the system is described to work via a cloud network communicating with player consoles. If the system is for GTA 6, even if the game is not multiplayer only, it may well be that the game demands an always-on internet connection to provide the processing for NPC behaviors. Now, there is more to this story. It's a very long story, but it's a very good one. It's very interesting to see these like video game technologies being worked on, being made by these by these you know these big AAA studios. And I think this one's crazy because. GTA Online, GTA Online is so heavy on NPCs just populating that world, and to have them act more human-like is even crazier, and to make that AI even better is even crazier, and yeah, just wait, Skynet's one step away, and it's going to be because of GTA 6. And that is the news for today. Thank you for listening, and if you'd like to support the podcast further, you got two options, anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds, where you can leave us a voice message or hit that monthly subscription, or you go over to patreon.com slash dadsbeardsnerds, pick a tier, and get some awesome rewards. Once again, we're not trying to break your bank. We're just trying to give you another option to support the podcast. Next, find us on all social medias at dadsbeardsnerds. And if you'd like to be part of our ever-growing Discord community, you're going to find that link in our Twitter bio in the show notes for every show that we release and produce. Until next time, I'm Anthony. I look forward to making more content for you. (laughs) 